0: get started because we got a lot to get through. That picture of the chipmunk, you know, bit off too much, you know, that isn't just the sermons. That's, uh, yeah, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you that we could be here today. We pray that you would bless this, uh, bless this study of the book of Revelation, and we pray that your spirit would lead us and guide us. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we are on August 5th which means that we're supposed to get through basically all of chapter 11, starting with chapter eight today. So, breathe deeply, because here we go. Um, we finished up the, uh, the, the, the vision about the seven seals and uh, talked about how uh, when the seventh seal was opened, all of a sudden there was this just silence for a half an hour in heaven, and then Revelation just rolls into the next part of the vision. Um, and I'm trying to be careful to say the next part of the vision rather than the next vision because it's all it's all one okay this this whole thing is just one vision and uh and so we need to take some time to take a look at uh at these uh these these trumpet angels and to uh to see what uh what they have to teach the church now when we look at uh, the the seven um the seven seals the uh the scroll um was the prophetic message of jesus present and eternal reign and glory uh and the present faith and mission of the church in the midst of the suffering and death of humanity and history this vision is really the same uh it's just from a different angle or different angels depending upon how you want to put that um and uh So the last vision ended with that silence, and it rolls right into this next part of the vision. So if you would uh, turn in your Bibles to uh, chapter 8, verses 2 through 5, and if there's somebody who would be willing to read that, that would be fantastic. Thank you, Lori.
1: And I saw incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne the smoke of the incense together with the prayers of the saints went up before god from the angel's hand then the angel took the censer filled it with fire from the altar and hurled it on the earth and there came fields of thunder rumblings flashes of lightning and an earthquake
0: okay remember that pattern theoretically when we get done we're going to hear those almost exact same words again okay so uh there you have these seven angels and it says and another angel so he's not one of the uh not one of the seven trumpet angels another one comes forward and um and he's got the censer and he's you know basically when you you hear about incense it's it's symbolic of the prayers of God's people and uh and he, it actually talks about him offering the prayers of the saints before the uh the altar this there were different types of altars in the temple. There's one that they did the actual physical sacrifices on, and then there was also what was called the altar of incense, which just always burned a nice-smelling incense. And this this is that altar, the altar of incense, because incense is always about prayer, that the, the, the prayers of God's people are always sweet in, in, his, uh, in his nose. Um, and it's interesting that As he's offering these prayers, he takes the censer and he hurls it to the earth, and there's just this catastrophic response. And I think one of the things that we need to grab from this is is that um, God's judgment comes in response to the prayers of the saints. The saints are praying, How long, O Lord? We read that earlier. How long are you going to allow this injustice to stand? How long are you going to allow the people who persecuted your church, who killed your people, to kind of reign on earth? And so all of the judgment and all of these images, they are basically God setting right what the world had done. He is bringing punishment to the sins of the nation, and particularly to the rejection of his grace and of his son and the promised Messiah. So the vision continues, and we're going to go through trumpets one through four very quickly here. Now the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to blow them. The first angel blew his trumpet, and there followed hail and fire mixed with blood, and these were thrown upon the earth. And a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Now I mentioned there we're going to go through the first four trumpets, these four trumpets, they're kind of like, but not the same as the four horsemen. You know, so the four horsemen uh, symbolized uh, God's punishment on the earth through oppression, government, warfare, violence, famine, and disease. These four are similar in that they are bringing God's punishment upon the earth through turmoil in nature. And so that's that's what we see happening here, that there's this turmoil that takes place where, uh, where the first one throws and we have hail and fire and blood, which is perhaps not literally blood, but kind of the, uh, um, the color that the sky turns sometimes, it turns kind of red during a storm or leading into a storm. You know, the way the sun comes through the clouds. Um, but... Uh, uh, Sometimes it's green, sometimes, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, but uh, the sky turns funny colors sometimes. It might be a reference to that. Um, in, in other words, we're not actually necessarily talking about walking on, there's drops of blood falling on you. Okay? Um, and it says a third of the earth, a third of the trees, and, a th- and all the green grass. Why a third? Because we're going to get a third and a third and a third and a third the whole way through the vision. And basically he's saying not all of it that God limits the destruction that takes place. It's partial. And maybe we should ask why it would be partial. And it's because God is merciful. And even though he is confronting the sin and he is punishing the sin of the people, um, he, he, his hope is not just to punish, but to lead people to repentance that people would look at their lives and say, I'm so broken, I need something else. Things are so messed up, I need something more. It, it, and so, you know, this this brokenness, God brings that into the world in, in order that people would look at their lives and say, you know, my life really isn't that great. I need something better than what the world is offering me. So the first one comes and we have trees and grass and all of this stuff. The second angel blew his trumpet, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood. A third of the living creatures in the land uh, in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. Um, trying to make sense of some of this, you know, a, a great mountain burning with fire. This might be a reference to like volcanic activity.
2: Well, it sounds a lot like Krakatoa.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah or Pompeii, yeah. which is, you know, you're in a similar um, yeah. geography, similar yeah. time frame, you know, and, and so, yeah. You, yeah. oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and, and, and so, um, you know, you know we're, we're watching some of this drama in, uh, in Hawaii,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, as the, the lava goes down and the, you know, all the smoke coming up and the, 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 the dead sea life and the damage that's being mm-hmm. done there. You know, and again, it's, it's just this picture of the earth in turmoil. Just, you know, the, as the tectonic plates, I mean, he wouldn't talk in these kinds of terms, obviously, but, you know, things are going on there and, and, and the earth is not settled and, because things are not right. You know, and it's saying that these things are really very much a response to the fact that the world is not settled because of the sin of, of, of humanity and the damage that that sin does in the world. And then the third trumpet angel blows his trumpet. And a great star fell from heaven, blazing like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood, and many people died from the water because it had been made bitter. Um, And bitter is basically just, you know, it means poisonous. You know, and Wormwood is actually a a poison from a plant. Um, and, And so it talks about this great star falling and you know we really you know what what kind of parallel are we talking about here we're not sure but as it talks about wormwood and you know and, and the water's becoming poisonous and and people dying from the poison um i think we can find lots of parallels in terms of water pollution you know in and the you know state of the seas and uh you know in in the rivers, in fact, living in Northeast Ohio, you know, some of you I would be willing to bet lived here when the river burned. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. which you know, growing up in Michigan, we made fun of you for that. I'm sure.
2: Yeah. We made fun of us. For well, that. fair enough. Yeah. Life magazine made fun
3: of you. Yeah.
2: Well, I think that was the same year that the mayor tried to open a bridge like probably a titanium. Trip a welding
0: torch Nice. And,
4: and, and
3: put his hair
0: on fire. <laughs> now, when I laugh at that, is that schadenfreude? Because, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, the
5: Cuyahoga River
0: caught on fire. Yeah, the river f- caught on fire.
5: Yep. There was so much junk on top. It yeah. was an
2: epiphany for him.
4: Yeah, yeah
0: if you ever get a chance to go to uh, the, the, the Cuyahoga um, Valley uh, National Forest and, and study some of the history of how that section, you know, became a national forest, it's fascinating to hear the state of what the river was and, uh, and all of that, I mean, you're just like, really? But I, I can tell you that um, you know, when I go to Haiti, or when I've been to Haiti, because uh, I haven't been there in a long time, but uh, um, the waterways are foul. You know, and, and a lot of it has to do with sanitation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with you know, just taking garbage and throwing it out, and, you know, and it, water washes it down into the rivers. Um, they will park their vehicles in the middle of some of their the shallow rivers and wash their car in the middle of it, and you know, and you got drips of oil going into the, you know, you, you know, and and I think that this is saying that pollution is part of you know, the 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 whole judgment of God on on the world.
2: Yeah, locally, uh, just from the Jill's work at the health department mm. and people that look at wells and such. Oh yeah. And. Uh, one place, the, uh, the well was under the driveway. Yeah. So all the oil drips and that just
0: Yeah, they just trickle down. Right into the well. Yeah. Because we've well, always done that. Yeah. The,
6: just, yeah.
1: Just a, just a question. I'm trying to wrap my head around, how does God's action work in this? I mean, uh, is this like things he allows to happen? Like, well, this is what you're insisting on doing, so therefore, this is what will result, and I'm that you kind of deal with, is this God actually, you know, if, if when there's a natural disaster and if anyone suggests that this is God's judgment, everybody just goes, ah, no way, you know, that's such old thinking, but I mean, can we say it could be God's judgment on?
0: Yes. And I think the thing that you have to be careful of is this is God's judgment on this nation because of of
2: this, that, right, 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 when you start deciding right. disbelief, right, right. right. It
0: it, it, I think disbelief is probably you know, the, the, the best one to say it's because they've rejected God's ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. broadly speaking yeah.
5: if that's you know, the way you're going to be then
4: go yeah. ahead and do <laughs> it yeah.
0: which, by the way, which nation does that not apply to? Uh, this this judgment that this is talking about it's not about one location it's about the whole world and this is like I talked about before this is the history of humanity from Jesus ascension into heaven until he returns
5: and to a certain extent aren't these things a way of God trying to get our attention absolutely absolutely when somebody says why would God let this happen it's because you're ignoring him and if you paid if we all paid attention and did it his way then he wouldn't have to do this but obviously, from Revelation, we know that that's not going to happen. Right.
3: We can keep on trying to have it happen, but it's not going to. Are you saying that I was aboard a 487 passenger plane, and all those got that went down at one time? That this is the way it should will be, or well, they, they didn't accept on? The, I all these oh no, they because out, uh, drop, drop, these planes that dropped with 300 some people. 200, some people, all at one time. I mean, you're talking about people, children, pastors even on these Mm
0: -hmm. claims and stuff like that.
3: So are you saying that
0: they just... Well, let me ask a question. What's the consequence of sin?
3: Destruction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, we we have this thing of, wait a second, that's not fair. (laughs) You know, I mean, those were those were kind people. You know, some (coughs) of them... You know, well, the pastor may have deserved it, but, you know, <laughs> you know. But, you know, I mean, there are children on there and so on and so forth. You know, did they deserve that? And I think that, that, that it's a skewed view from a, from a biblical standpoint. The biblical standpoint is we all deserve death.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But we continue to receive mercy, and then when death catches up to us, whether it's when we're you know old and you know we, we fall asleep and never wake up or whether it's brutal and violent and terrible that's the wages of sin mm-hmm. yeah. you know and when that type of injustice or or unfairness happens i think that that should set something in our hearts that says this world is not right mm-hmm. there is something broken here what is the cure well, the cure is that God gave his only begotten son to die on the cross. You know, if anybody didn't deserve to die, it was Jesus. And yet he faced that death in order that your brothers and sisters in Christ on that plane, when they died, they didn't die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
4: all of a sudden, you're changing everything, though, that I always heard about. Sorry. Intro, disasters. And, and and the Christian's way of saying, you know, guys, yeah, that this is not God punishing you, uh, you know,
0: necessarily. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily him punishing you. Yeah. It's him punishing the world,
3: world. world. Yeah. Yeah. not them, right.
5: the, not them. Not the specific, not, people not, people not, not on the specific, right. And the Christian yeah. people on that plane are not being punished, they're getting
0: to heaven right away. Well, yeah. I, I think you could say they're being punished, too, because they're sinners, are they not? Yes. And so we, res- but, we we receive the just reward for our action. They're being punished and redeemed. Yes.
4: Yeah.
2: You know, but Revelation what about, caused, the causal,
4: what about the causal aspects
2: of it? Did God yeah. cause it to happen? Causes everything to happen. Yeah. Permits yeah.
0: so it. Sort of. I, I think I think you're treading some some, yeah. some very um, very. We need to be. I don't want to say we want to be careful because I, I think that in the past we've tried to soften God's judgment. <clears throat>
4: that's what we say. That's what I've always heard. We've tried yeah. always. Uh, I was taught or made to believe that God didn't cause that to happen.
0: Is that what the scriptures teach, though? And I God, think that that's the thing that we need to wrestle faith
3: with. Is creator yes he's the destroyer
0: and that's that's it he, he decides when we are born he decides when we're not di- when we die all of those things that's all wrapped up in him but the thing is that in his mercy he gives hope beyond this world for a life that doesn't end you see the world that we live in it's corrupted and and, and so our our because we're part of this world our our vision and our view of it becomes tainted. And, and so I do think that in the Christian church, and I'm probably guilty of it as anybody, we've tried to soften God's judgment because, well, you know, God loves us. I love my children. But eh, even, even even when I don't. Um, and do, do, do I need to punish them sometimes? Yeah. Now, I, to, I don't know.
4: It or is to a, to a non-Christian, if you will, that their child died because yeah. of an accident or something yeah. like that, and that God caused that.
0: Revelation is not written to non-Christians. It's written to the church.
5: But they still ask us. Absolutely. They still confront us, and it's like, what kind of a God do you have? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But I think a lot of times God sets things in motion and things happen with his permission but he's not up there saying let's see that plane right that train that boat and i think sometimes the people who are good christians are not going to suffer through that calamity as the non-christians do because they don't need to be punished well
0: in first thessalonians It says, do not grieve as the world grieves. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean you won't grieve. It doesn't mean you won't suffer. It doesn't mean that bad things won't happen in your life. But it means that we are able to approach those differently because of Christ. I think the thing that we really want to avoid in this, Bill, is this idea that oh, these things are just just all accidents. They're meaningless. You know, and it's just kind of the way life is, and, you know, there's no purpose to any of it. I think that there is purpose in it, and and the purpose is to shake us, because otherwise we're going to put some other idol above us or even ourselves as God to say, you know, we have this under control and we understand all of this. And yes, it is awkward and uncomfortable and sometimes even painful.
5: But I don't need to know and understand.
0: Sometimes. I you know. don't
5: need to know and understand because I, if you believe in God, you know, God knows what he's right. doing and he doesn't seem to feel any particular obligation to explain it specifically.
0: No, he doesn't. So. <laughs> and I wish he would sometimes. <laughs> I don't think we would yeah, understand. Surely
6: I, I think too with this one third thing is God is showing his power to the whole world so people can see that he is God and He's in charge.
0: Yes, and but it's also showing his mercy because he restrains his anger.
6: 30/30. Right, or he could destroy us one hundred percent. Right. This is giving people who maybe have been fooling around about it or putting it off or whatever you wanna to say to Wake up. Yeah. yep that That is very God much... to Noah
0: No, what he promised to Noah is that he would never destroy the world through a flood. No, that's literally what he says. I'm not going to destroy the world in this way again. Yes. He doesn't say I'm not going to destroy the world again. Because... In the end, this all—it's—it's redone.
5: Uh-huh. And he doesn't say there aren't going to be bad floods. Right. Just not with flood that will destroy
3: everything. Right.
2: You know, the revelation comes at the very end of the Bible, mm-hmm. and yet it circles around to the Old Testament, where you have all this stuff of "I will punish." Yeah, unto it's the very, very the much steep. Generation and that yep. sort of thing, and it's sort of—it—it's—it's—it it's, makes me uncomfortable because we go through the Gospels and all everything is goodness and light and just believe in me and you're safe and and then we get back to something that sounds more like an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Uh, and it's, it's just, it seems a little out of place and you know, it, it's yeah. just a funny feeling. It's not that it's logically wrong or anything.
0: Right, yeah. it, and, it, and it, is, it is difficult, but I think the thing that needs to be remembered in this is that this is a picture of God's justice. Yes. This is in response to this world is wrong and there's the genuine evil that takes place in the world. Yeah. And so should God just allow that to happen? You know, you, it, it...
2: Well, I God guess it's just that it seems habit. that when he decides to do something about it, he does unproductive things.
3: <laughs> it gets you know, from my perspective,
2: it looks like I he's throwing a tantrum and it's not, it's not getting you from here to there. It doesn't when there's a natural disaster, it doesn't reduce the amount of sin. No, but I, I, I'm not going to second guess God's wisdom. But from my point of view, it just doesn't—it doesn't compute, you
0: know. Sure, but it creates opportunities. Mm. You know, incredible opportunities to show mercy mm-hmm. and, and to deal with people in their brokenness. Mm-hmm. Because I. You know, I really look at, um, at the way that God works through the law and the gospel. Mm-hmm. And in the law, you know, he takes some pretty pig-headed sinners and he whacks them pretty hard in order to break them down, <laughs> in order to be able to heal them yeah. with the gospel. And, and I, that's what I see at play here, well, except for on a, you know, a, a more cosmic level, that the brokenness that comes into the world it's really intended to be able to be those opportunities that the gospel gets spoken into those moments. That, that's from the earthly ministry side of things. Yeah. But it's, it's also to create this yearning for something more than just this. Because there's a lot of <clears throat> belief out there in the world that says this is all there is. Mm-hmm. You know, and if this is all there is, that kind of sucks. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. My, that's my poet. Yeah. To close all this, if we believe and we're Christians, we ain't going to end here. Right. This is not our end in life. And we right. don't want to end here. Right. We yep. believe there's a better life. Yeah. And that's where we're going.
0: Right. Absolutely. And that's where, that's where all of this leads over and over again in Revelation. Yeah.
6: You don't... Even if we're in the one third part, we're still going go to go Absolutely. That. Because um,
3: mm-hmm.
6: I think God uh, is. God is a merciful God, but mm-hmm. he's given the world a chance to show who he is, and he wants, he wants repenting people
0: to come to him. Yeah, God is merciful, but he's also just. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we underestimate the seriousness of sin
3: mm-hmm.
0: and how offensive and how damnable it is. Well, I, it was just a little lie. You know, and between between you and me, a little lie might not be that big of a deal. Yeah,
2: you know. It's
0: it. it's, it's, Pastor, you look really nice today. You lied. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it is... But to God, even that little lie is worthy of hell. And, you know, and we look at that and we go, that doesn't make any sense. That's not fair. That can't be right. Compared I don't get sense. to choose.
2: Right. And it's easy to fall into... Well, I sin less than
0: a lot of people. Yes! Yeah. That's one of my favorites. At yeah. least I'm not as bad as that guy over there. Doesn't right. God <laughs> great on the curve? Right. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think even then I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> just one other side. Yeah.
2: But death. Yeah. Death was the wages of sin. When that airplane is going down, what are people saying on that airplane other than Curves. just,
3: ah! Yeah.
0: They're saying,
2: oh, we're going to die. Yeah. Is a surprise, right? It, you know, it's a different perspective if you say there's all this death, and as as to, oh, there's all this change in the time of death, and it's again, it's very hard to put yourself in God's head. If yeah, God has it. You know, I guess he's. We're in his image, so he He
0: uses that imagery, so we'll, yeah, we'll go so, with it.
2: You know, it's very difficult to put yeah. yourself in God, and very dangerous. But you can sort of say, you know, from his perspective, is he really changing, is is he killing people? No. Because they're going to die anyway. Yeah. He's just changing, you know, all of which does not excuse us if we decide right. somebody needs to be right. right now. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs>
0: All right. Okay. Moving forward into the fourth. I'll show up. No, you're <laughs> the fourth angel. Um, the fourth angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, and a third of the light, and, and a third of their light uh, might be darkened, and a third of the day uh, might be kept from shining, and likewise a third of the night. Um, and so a third of the sun, third of the moon, third of the stars. Th- you know, some people, when they've read this, they've said, well, this, this is talking about eclipses, um, but I've never seen an eclipse for any star other than our own, the sun. You know, I'm not saying that they don't happen, but you know, we don't have a third of the, uh, the stars experience an eclipse in a night. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and so when I'm looking at this, you know, trying to make sense of it, I, I kind of think that this might be related to maybe air pollution. You know, um, I lived in St. Louis for uh, for three years, and uh, during the summer, sometimes the smog would get so thick you really can't even see the sky. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, you know, and you know they have issues like that in Beijing and in other parts of the world North too. Um, it, the other thing that it brought to my mind, um, ironically, is light pollution. Um, <laughs> you know, we were out west, and uh, we got to go to. Uh, to Zion and uh, and to Bryce Canyon, and uh, we, at Bryce Canyon, um, we were able to uh, to see some stars, and we, they had telescopes out. It was really cool. Um, Bryce Canyon is one of those places that it's dark enough that you can still see stars. Mm-hmm. Um, where I grew up in northern Michigan, um, there are times that you could see the Milky Way when I was mm-hmm. a kid. You know, you can't see that here, mm-hmm. and it's because of the ambient light all around, and. And feel free to completely disagree with me about this because i 'm going kind to of spitballing here because it really doesn't, it really doesn't give you know the, the cause of it, but why is there so much light okay. and the light is because we've taken control of the environment and and you know we have set up this as safety and so on and so forth you know and, I, and I'm not saying that I want the world to be dark and you know to not have that or whatever, um, but it is dark in the stars and we don't see the stars:
5: We're scared of. The dark.
0: Yeah.
2: I'll read the literalist and say it's all black holes.
0: Okay. Yeah, feel, yeah, feel free because, you know, <laughs> it It doesn't explain it, you know, and it's just saying, you know, that there's just this, this degradation
2: yeah.
0: uh, of the nature that's around us. You know, and so, you know, I look at the world and – I, I become more and more concerned about issues of pollution and, and uh, you know, the, the way that the environment gets treated. Um, on my run yesterday, I picked up a beer bottle off the road and I had to have looked like an absolute wino beer guzzling because I'm running with a beer bottle in my hand. <laughs> And, you know, because I was waiting to get to a garbage can in order to toss away, not that I could find a recycling spot, you know, for that um, on my, because I was in the first half mile of my eight mile run, Um, and I was not going to carry, I was (laughs) not going to carry it the whole way. Um, So, you know, you just look around and, 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 you know, the the, the way that the world is. uh, I can't, why can't God
6: just have one third show? Uh, and we don't have to know why.
0: Well, yeah, but I, I, am, I, but I think that I, I think that we can see some of this happening, and I'm not saying, you know, you like oh, look, if you take six, 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 you can six, you can get, you know, Hitler out of that, and you know, so on and so forth. You know, I'm just saying in broad, general terms. You know, nature is in upheaval, yeah, was... and and I think that 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 is a sign of the the, the judgment against our sin. And, and, and that a lot of what is causing the upheaval actually is our sin, especially when we start talking about pollution and things like that. And
3: the lights. You were talking about the lights? Yeah. We the have light. a problem in science that people are not sleeping, and so they're not sleeping because of these vivid lights all over. Yeah. And even the astronauts talk about when was in the earth, looking down, there's such amounts of light. Yeah. Why can't yeah. they just close the lights yeah. and shade sorts of
2: also affecting animals. Yeah, yeah. Yards and yes. lightning yeah. bugs. Yeah, are yeah. so anxious, they, you know,
3: because they're not getting
2: enough sleep. Yeah. yeah. I, not sleep? I think as our, know, we slowly replace street lights, The the new model street lights are much more are much better designed in, in terms of shining down
0: Oh that'd be nice.
2: Yeah. I can remember where a street light we had classics in D.C., but there was a post, and then there was
0: just a big globe. Right, yes. With a ball yep. in the middle. Yep. And, you know, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know that, I talk about that with uh, my Lucy does not want to sleep with, you know, and, and Chris likes to stay up and read. I, I am one of those weirdos that has the stupid-looking mask that I sleep yeah, with yeah. so that I you know, block out the light, yeah. All right. Um, and, and then at the end of the chapter, it says, I, "Then I looked. I heard an eagle crying with a loud voice as it flew directly overhead. Woe, woe to those who dwell on plate who dwell on the earth, as the blast of the other trumpets that the thir- three angels are about to blow. So three woes are coming. Now, in our culture, eagles are seen as uh, as noble. I mean, the symbol of the United States is a bald eagle, right? Right." Um, ben Franklin wanted the turkey.
2: A, noble turkey. a bad character.
0: Yes, they exactly.
2: They fish from other birds.
0: They do. And
5: the turkey is a noble bird.
0: Apparently. Um, in Jewish culture, though, eagles were not seen as good. Uh, they were carrion birds. Yep. And uh, this eagle signifies ruin and destruction to come. You know, the, the eagles, the word can actually be translated either as eagle or as vulture, you know, from the Greek. And, and so this section signifies this transition, this, this thing about the eagle, it, 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 there's a transition that's taking place. And so we're moving from the natural world into the spiritual world. So we've been talking about natural calamity, and now it's going to be talking about some spiritual calamity, and things are about to get weird. They haven't been yet, not compared to what's about to happen. So the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. Now, notice it says a star fallen from heaven and earth. Um, Satan's name in the Old Testament, um, Satan itself means the accuser, but he was also called Lucifer, which means the bright, shining one. Okay? So We think this is referring to him Um, and uh, he fell from heaven jesus you know i saw satan fall like lightning um and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit Uh, and and so there's this this hellish um, activity that's taking place here and he opened the shaft of the bottomless pit and from the shaft rose smoke like the smoke of a great furnace and the sun and the air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft then from the smoke came locusts on the earth, grasshopper-like locusts, and they were given power like the power of scorpions on the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any green plant or any tree. So these are not like regular locusts because they chow down on all of that. This is part of what makes us, you know, this is spiritual. This, you know, and, and as it gets weirder, it's like that's why we're talking about spiritual stuff here. Uh, but only those people. Who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. We talked about this earlier, you know, that uh, God held back or had angels hold back until all of his people were marked. That's baptism. You know, people get all twisted about the mark of the beast. There's a mark of God, you know, and it's on you from when you were baptized. Um, They were allowed to torment them for five months, but not to kill them. And their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings someone. And in those days, people will seek death, and it will not fi- and they will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. In appearance, the locust Well, let's pause there for a second here. Um, so we, we've got this spiritual thing going on, um, and, and I think that we can see some things like this in, in, in our lives. As nihilism creeps in, or life becomes meaningless, you know, suicide rates are way up, you know, in, in our country, um, seeking death and finding it. Um, but uh, um, th- this culture of death that has come where, you know, life just it becomes a grind. And I think that, that we see this more and more in the philosophy uh, of the world, you know, as uh, this idea that nothing matters comes in. You know, life is meaningless. It's just an accident that takes place. Well, then, why do I matter? You know, and, and so I think that that's that's part of this. In appearance, the locusts were like horses prepared for battle. Um, and, and this is imagery from uh, from Amos. Uh, there's a similar uh, uh, vision in the book of Amos. Uh, on their heads. Uh, were what looked like crowns of gold. Their faces were like human faces. I've never seen a grasshopper like that. Um, (laughs) Their hair like women's hair, and their teeth like lion's teeth. And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the noise of their wings was like the noise of many chariots and horses rushing into battle. They have tails and stings like scorpions, and their power to hurt people for five months is in their tails. They have a king over them, and the angel of... (coughs) Over them, the angel of the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek it is Apollyon. The first woe has passed. Behold, two woes are still to come. So, locusts, uh, the, locusts are devastating, and even at this time, I mean, people they, they knew about locusts and and the, the danger that they brought uh, to the agriculture. Um, in the Old Testament, they often embody evil in the spiritual realm you know that's one of the symbols that they're used for now these locusts uh, they're they're kind of different they have faces like humans and their hair like women Um, it means that they act with intelligence they seem beautiful and some think that when it talks about the 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 hair like women that that uh, that indicates that there's a use of sexual beauty in temptation um, teeth like lions. You know, they're ferocious, they're savage in their attack. Um, and spiritual, you know, and, and this is all in the spiritual realm, and so this is, we're talking about spiritual attack, but can spiritual and, and mental damage hurt your, your physical health as well?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Their armor is like a foot soldier's, it's, you know, this iron armor. You know, it means that they're protected from counterattack. And, uh, and remember, these are, these are only at work among those who are not marked with God's mark. And it's basically saying that they have no strength to resist them. Because the only one who can resist them is Jesus. And they're lacking that power in, in order to fight this spiritual battle. You know they're helpless against the demonic forces, and I think that this is something that we should consider as we look out at the world and we say, "Well, they're not doing what they ought to do. They don't have they don't have the power to because they don't have Christ in their life. So what should you do with that? Pray for them, intercede on their behalf. The buzzing of their wings, you know, it deafens and it's this consonant or this constant sound." Uh, maybe this is something that creates fear, drives to distraction. You know, it's it kind of describing this demonic work in the world that to keep us driven away from God. And, and their tails with the stings. They're not lethal, but they're terribly painful. And it's for some people, their lives are very painful. Um, a little bit of philosophy from uh, The Princess Bride. Life is pain princess can you see where somebody would come up with that as their basis and belief in life
5: you see some people nowadays with those phones that they have all the time Mm the only thing that matters to them is what's coming and going on those phones and they don't interact with people at all and they don't think independently at all everything is the phone it's like I bow down and worship the phone And, and that sounds like what you're saying about this they're not thinking anymore. They're not being individual people anymore. They're just all tied up in this other stuff.
0: I, I think that that is a good spiritual picture. Yeah.
2: And how closely do you define baptism? If someone is converted and prays and oh yeah, sense, absolutely, absolutely. It's not a question of having someone sprinkle water specifically.
0: Well. <clears throat> When we come to faith, the next logical step is that we should be baptized.
2: Right, but given but, all the but, cataclysms here. Right, but
0: it's the, it's the faith that, that, oh that, God, that matters, yeah. But when I start talking about baptism in this instance, you know, it's particularly because we're talking about the book of Revelation. And through my career, you know, the 20 years that I've been teaching on Revelation, you know, I can't tell you how many times people have been twisted about you know, the, the mark of the beast. It's the one thing that keeps coming up. And there, you know, and we'll talk more about it when we get to it, but there's just all of these interpretations that people are like, whoa, and don't forget that you're marked too, that right. God has placed his name on you.
2: you know, a friend of mine was a reference librarian, Cleveland Public, when Reagan was elected. And she got lots of calls wanting to know what Reagan's middle name was. Sure. And they were all dismayed when they found out it was Wilson. So all three of his names had six letters. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, Bill. Yeah.
4: Uh, what, mm. what does this five months? I, I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh, okay. that's, that's a, the very next thing.
0: And, and what it is is that in God's mercy, he does restrain them. You know, that this spiritual attack, it isn't all the time. It comes and it goes, and there are periods of people's lives that are, you know, just completely wrecked and, and you know wrapped up in what's going on here. But then there are other periods of the life, actually most of the year, right? Where everything seems fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and so you know, this this destruction, it kinda comes and it goes and people find themselves in it in different so times This speaks to a living. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because again, all of this all of this is Intended to drive people to say, "I need something different. I need some kind of an intervention in my life." So, um, the the, the grotesque. Oh, and the king, um, Abaddon, Apollyon. Um, Abaddon means destruction, and Apollyon means destroyer. And so we just look back and say, "That's Lucifer." You know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and Destroy destroy. That's you know. That same image, John's the one that gives us that passage too, by the way. Um, John records that in John chapter 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, and, and this is talking about the same thing. And so all, all of this, is a, it's a picture of, of spiritual warfare um, without Christ. Um, another part of that five-month thing, have you ever watched a cat that catches a mouse or some other smaller critter? I think that's part of that image too. Torment, torment, torment. Oh, everything's fine. Boom. I've forgotten all about you. Boom. You know, and I think that that's part of the image that that goes on here. Cats are evil. (laughs) I have two of them, but, you know, yeah. All right. Trumpet number six. And, uh, um,. The sixth angel blew, blew his trumpet, heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar. It's the same altar as we were talking about before that you know, got the fire from the, for the censer. Um, and, and, and so basically, um, this is, this is the, the church and the angel in harmony speaking. Um, and uh, they heard this voice from the four horns of the golden altar before God saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour, the day, the month, and the year were released to kill a third of mankind. The number of mounted troops just goes through and there's all this um stuff that just you know, it's just very um apocalyptic image of destruction that that takes place there. And uh you know and it's it's a continuation of this this spiritual battle that that's going on you know it talks about the horses the power of the horses is in their tails uh is in the mouths and the tails for their tails are like serpents with heads uh, and by means of them they wound you know it's it's all this strange demonic type of uh of of imagery the rest of mankind this is verse 20 uh, who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands nor give up worshiping demons and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, which cannot see or hear or walk, nor did they repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. It
4: kind of sounds like everything he's doing is futile.
0: But what he's doing is he's laying bare the brokenness, the absolute rejection of everything that he's doing, every blessing that he pours out,
4: done to, to
0: bring people around? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, I, 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 but I think there's, a, there's another side of it that, you know, as he continues to, as this is going on, he has his people out proclaiming his word, calling people to come and receive his forgiveness, his love, and his salvation. You know, all of that is taking place while this is happening. And, you know, they're experiencing this brokenness, and they continue to reject uh, God's offers of, of of love and mercy, yeah.
5: So that should, to a certain extent, encourage the people who are pastors and missionaries to keep on going because some will believe and some absolutely will not, no matter what you do, and you can't right. take it personally that they well, don't. yeah,
0: uh-huh. um, you know that that's 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 something that I've had to wrestle with a little bit uh, as a as a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of being rejected, and um, you know, I have found comfort sometimes in God's conversation with Samuel. You know, and and I and I'm not saying that I you know I'm perfect or anything like that. Yeah, uh, you know, when I get confronted because I goofed up, I uh, I goofed up. I'm a sinner. Um, and but when I've spoken God's word and you know somebody gets really angry with me because that happens sometimes. You know, I. Go back to the passage where Israel wants a king, mm-hmm. and God says they're not rejecting you, Samuel. They're rejecting me. me. Yeah, yeah. you're just people, a messenger.
5: Yeah. And there are some people who just absolutely, positively will not.
0: That's true. Yeah, but you don't know.
5: No, but so we it's all, not a reason to be discouraged. Right.
0: right exactly. There. Yeah.
5: It yeah. can make you discouraged.
0: What's that?
6: I says it can make you disturbed. Right, but then we go
0: back to, uh-huh. you know, what was what the word say here? Yeah, Ed.
2: Uh, we had some visitors last week, Lauren and Andy, who I thought just, I can't, you know, explain it the way they did, but I, I thought they just summed this all up beautifully, you know, in terms of what you offer, at what point. And how long it is before you get around to, to delving into spirituality, yeah. that there's so much groundwork that doesn't have to do with saying, "Here's a Bible and you have to believe this." Right. Um, and, and I was just really impressed.
0: Yeah. We walk together, we love them, and, yeah. and then God gives us opportunities through that. through
2: that. Yeah. Um, Form a relationship with them instead I of. I don't the know. Bible. When they talk about forming a relationship, it always sounds like manipulation. Like, I'm not really having a relationship with you. I just want to get you converted. And I don't think that's the approach. You be kind, you, you, you provide them with, with things that they need. Yeah. Uh, when they ask questions, you answer them mm-hmm. uh, truthfully and to the best of your ability. And, you know, all of a sudden things come out. Like someone, uh, I guess they have a lot of Middle Eastern students that they deal with, yeah. and someone says, by the way, what is the central message of Christianity?
0: Yeah.
2: It's so different when they ask that yeah. than it is if you get in their face and start trying well, to I, I it think that's it. what I was trying to say. Yeah. Is
6: if you run across, I have run across someone like that, and uh, my thing is just to be her friend. Yeah. But then, when it comes to her wanting to engage me in her thing, I just say no. But I don't make a big deal, and I don't compare. But she knows where I'm coming from.
0: But it's making her think about. I oh, hope it's making her think about. What is she doing? Yeah, you know, in, in, you know, I, I use the language of you know former relationship. I, I you know I, can that be used manipulatively? Absolutely. Um, yeah. But you know that's not you know how it, that's that's meant to be. Um, it, it's just you know, I can ignore everybody, or I can get into relationships. Um, you know, and uh, you know and so God gives us opportunities as we walk with one another to share the hope that we have. Bill
4: it really all comes down to you really care. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if you care about other people and what's going on in their life, uh, you know, regardless whether it's religious or whatever it is. But if, if if you have that feeling, if you really care yeah. Then that comes through And that's what they're talking
0: about yeah. right the Which goes right into The the stuff in, from Ephesians You know, this is all about God's love And we're living in God's love together So what does that do to us? Yeah. We, we love each other yeah. So.
2: I, I think, you know, to your point When you have a relationship with someone, And it's someone you care about And you want The best for them And you see things it makes the whole thing very conflicted and it's hard to it's hard to really plot it I think it would be for me to plot a strategy you
0: know? yeah it's not about plotting a strategy it's, it's about, about strategy. you know yeah. let the Spirit have the strategy yeah. and, and then you know as he gives you those opportunities yeah. Yeah, you yeah, step into yeah, them yeah, yeah. Um, right. this sixth trumpet here um, it, it the prayers of the Saints Implore God uh, to judge the people of the earth who had caused their suffering, and this speaks of the authority of God uh, for the sake of His people, that He acts on behalf to save his people and I know that sometimes this is a uh, this is a, an uncomfortable image that God would act in a way that hurts people um, on behalf of others but i would I would wonder you know if you're at home and somebody breaks in and you know we'll use the image of a child and they're going to hurt your child mm-hmm. do you love your child if you do not intercede on their behalf even to the point of acting in violence in order to protect your child you know that's kind of the image that's that's going on here god is acting on behalf of his people in, in order to protect them now it talks about these four angels and they're bound at the euphrates so we're talking about the area of mesopotamia Uh, this is the area of Assyria and Babylonia Uh, these were historic enemies of Israel so when Ed says you know there's a lot of Old Testament stuff in here you have to understand the Old Testament Mm -hmm. to really kind of grip what's going on here Mm -hmm. in terms of the images and the 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 imagery of this area are enemies who come to destroy and to attack because that's what Assyria and and Babylon did to Israel and so most of this vision is really from the Ascension to Judgment day, but this part right here um this it mentions a very specific time it, it talks about um that they had been prepared for the hour, the day, the month and the year um it, this 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 what's going on here in the sixth trumpet is not the whole time um it's it's right at the end. And these angels, these holy angels that are being released, they're acting according to God's will. Uh, in seven chapter 7, verses 1 through 3, the four angels are, are held back and then released, like the four horsemen. And God's judgment and punishment is inflicted on people uh, against other people. Here, God's judgment and punishment is inflicted on the demonic forces of evil and it says it destroys a third of humanity and it speaks you know as it talks about you know they didn't repent uh, of worshipping demons and idols and all of these things it speaks to idolatry's power to destroy its worshipers you know it's it's amazing how when we worship something other than the true god it brings destruction into our lives you know and, and our idols will always betray us we're out of time I'm sorry, Um, but uh, we will pick it up right there, and uh, somehow I'll have to try to catch us up. (laughs) So, all right.